Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the 258 Sportscast. I'm your host, Tommy Fink. We are very excited to be here with you today. And alongside me today, as always, is my, you know what? You know what I'll call him today, guys? My pal, Jet Rosenstein. Jet, how you doing today? Hey, pal. I'm good. <laughs> always, always happy to be with you. No matter what time of day it is, always excited to record another episode of this podcast. Um, we have a lot of stuff to get to, especially with the NBA playoffs on the horizon. The MLB season has gotten underway. But before we start, I just want to I want to add a little new segment to the show. Tommy and I discuss this. We're going to talk about one of our listeners um, every every so often on this podcast, just to give out you know some recognition to some of our loyal listeners, because obviously we really appreciate it. We wouldn't keep doing this podcast if we didn't have a good following and we really appreciate all the support. So for today's episode, I'm giving a, a big shout out to Big Sexy Mike Scally, um, <laughs> loyal listener. He, he he has notifications on for when the 258 Sportscast is released. Plays it right away. Listens through it from start to finish. Gives us great feedback. And you know he's definitely going to be one of those guys that's going to be a guest on the show uh, very very soon. So. Michael Scally, sexy beast. We really appreciate it. Yeah, well, I'm not too sure. Is that per his request to be called that or? Okay, well, so Scally, I guess per your request, you're a sexy beast. But for those of you that are watching on YouTube, you may notice that I'm wearing a Tampa Bay Rays hat. And everyone knows that I'm a Phillies fan until I die. Even though I've lived in the Tampa Bay area and I currently reside in Florida. I'm wearing this hat in honor of their walk-off that just happened about 30 minutes ago, right before we hopped on this recording. And, you know, congratulations to them for that win. I know the Oakland Athletics are a real great franchise, tough to beat. You know, barring a Wander Franco perfect swing double, I think they may go down in the series 0-2. But, you know, it didn't happen. That wasn't in the cards. So congratulations to Tampa for getting the win and pulling it out. Jet. Yes. Let's get into some initial takes on this MLB season, even though this isn't going to be a completely Major League Baseball dedicated episode. I think it's just proper to talk about them because it just started and the season's a little bit underway. Jet, what's your initial reaction and what's one team that jumps out to you right now? Yeah, I mean, there, there are definitely some, some surprising teams, but the one that I have my eyes focused on right now are the Colorado Rockies and no Trevor Story, no Nolan Arenado, no problem because they are right now first in the NL West. And as we're uh, recording this episode, they're on their way to moving to five and one. And for a team that, you know, should be in a full rebuild. And obviously it's a very small sample size, only six games in, and there's still plenty of games to be played, but I really like what I've been seeing from this Colorado Rockies team. And obviously their headline uh, headlining signing over the offseason was that big contract to Chris Bryant. And so far it looks like it is paying off. Um, Chris Bryant actually leads the team in hits with seven along with two RBIs. Uh, that's for a 350 batting average. And then some notable other guys that have really been stepping up. CJ Crone, uh, two home runs, five RBIs. Rent, uh, 
Randall Grichik, four home runs, two RBIs. Another guy that many people may not be that familiar with that is really starting to get more attention, Connor Joe, first baseman slash outfielder, has really been swinging it. He's now at the top of that order. Young guy, uh, one of the up-and-coming players, not only in the Rockies, but looks like in the MLB. And then on the pitching side of things, for a team that has to play half of their games at Coors Field, where the ball continues to fly, they have some starters that have really stepped up. Obviously, it's only been one start each, but Herman Marquez, obviously a former all-star. He gave up only one run in his first outing. Um, Jolis Chasin, he gave up no runs in his um, in two appearances so far this year. bunch of other guys that names you may not be familiar with, but they're all, you know, piecing it together. And while, like I said, it's a small sample size, but um, very impressive start for the NLS leader, Colorado Rockies. Yeah, they look good out of the gates. And, you know, they're beating teams that aren't pushovers either. I mean, they beat the Dodgers in a series. They're well on their way to beating the Rangers in a series. And the Rangers look like initially they're better than we first thought when they played the Blue Jays. And the team is still scoring runs. They can hit. They can flat out hit. So the Rockies aren't beating pushovers. Shout out to them. And one other thing I will mention, Brendan Rogers, a name people may not be super familiar with, but I want to highlight him because he did go to a rival high school of mine. And, you know, go, people used to go to games just to watch him play in high school. I remember my Little League team once went to a game. They're not Little League, but like uh, – I forget what it's a travel ball team. We, we all, it was a team practice. We all had to go to a Lake Mary high school game to watch this guy play. Sure enough, he hits two ball, two balls over the yard. And the guy has a pure swing. Obviously high school pitching to major league pitching is a big leap. He's currently hitting one Oh five. He's looks like he's two for 19, but um, we could see a potential season out of him. Just look for him. He's a name that, could be under the radar right now, but he is a very good player, and I've seen it. Um, now, I'm going to go ahead and mention my team who I'm surprised by so far, and that is none other than the National League Central leading Cubs. And this team looks good out of the gate. They beat the Brewers in a series, and you know the Brewers could be a team that falls off a little bit because this pitching initially hasn't looked as good as it did last year. And the hitting looks the exact same, but that pitching really was important for this team. So we could see a bit of a fall off for the Brewers, but still, nonetheless, that's who's expected to win the Central this season. So beating them looks good on their resume. And right now they are beating the Pirates as well. But this is something we didn't expect out of this Chicago team. And I think that, you know, maybe they could, what, do you think they could possibly make a wild card appearance this season? Uh, I don't know. Too early to tell, I know, but do you think there's a chance? I don't, I don't think so. The NL just has too many good teams for, for them to be able to fit into that playoff picture. Um, one guy that I want to mention on the Cubs, who actually homered twice today, is considered a rookie um, coming over from Japan, Seiya Suzuki, who's in his age 27 season, coming off of a season in Japan where he hit 38 home runs and 88 RBIs. He already has three home runs on the season, batting over 400. And for a guy that, you know, is classified as a rookie, is not definitely not playing as a rookie, but he has been a big part of the middle order, middle of the order for this team. And it's looking like a, a really good signing for this Cubs team. Well, if you want to highlight a Cub, how about Ian Happ? 
the man is sitting 700 out of the gate, and this is their fifth game. So it's not like, like yes, it is a small sample size, but to hit 700 over five games is absurd. And last Major League Baseball thing I want to get to is Stephen Kwan, a name that no one has ever heard of, but it's ridiculous what he's doing. He is a rookie and MLB career stats. Let me just read these for you. Major League Baseball career stats. 15 at-bats, a 667 batting average, four RBIs, and a 1683 OPS. I don't know if this is a sign of what's to come for this man, but, I mean, he's got to be all the talk back in his hometown right now. So congratulations to Steven on a very hot start to his career. And I think it's time to transition now into some NBA in honor of the playoffs and the play-in tournament started today, actually. Um, So far, what we've seen, we do have the Brooklyn Nets moving on. They handled the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers very handily. And I think that it's safe to say that they're not going to be an easy out, even though Jet and I originally thought they... I don't know. I mean, this this KD-Kyrie combination looks very, very tough to beat. And... As a Sixers fan, I'm a bit worried. How do you feel about them as a Heat fan? Yeah, I'm happy that uh, we get to avoid them for now. Um, obviously, they're out there on the other side of the bracket. They're the seventh seed going up against the two-seed Celtics. So, I mean, that side of the bracket, Celtics, Bucks, Nets, that's not an easy – it's not going to be an easy task for either of those teams to get through one another. But, yeah, the, the Nets are, are definitely – while they've been towards the bottom, you know, bottom of the playoff picture for the Eastern Conference – um, we, we've seen what Kevin Durant and, Ky- and Kyrie Irving can do in the playoffs, so wouldn't be surprised if they make a big run. Yeah, Kyrie has been very hot recently, um, seemingly dropping buckets from anywhere on the court. I'd say he's the top five hottest player in basketball right now, and I think it's a pretty safe bet to say that. But, you know, barring any changes, right now the are leading um, the Minnesota Timberwolves by four. We'll probably give you some live updates as this game progresses, depending on how long this episode runs. But, you know, if the Clippers win this game, then they will be moving on, and Minnesota Timberwolves will be facing the winner of Pelicans Spurs, which Jet and I both agree Pelicans are going to take that. And Cavaliers are facing the winner of Hawks Hornets. Jet, what do, you, what do you think to expect in this game? I think that the Atlanta Hawks can win this game, and I think that they will win this game. Yeah, I think they'll win this game. They obviously have a ton of experience already playing in the playoffs. I don't think they should have any problem against a, a very young Hornets team, obviously led by LaMelo Ball. But we saw a Trey Young in the playoffs last year, especially against your 76ers. I don't think bring it up. Re- <laughs> I, think they'll, I think they'll be ready to go. I don't, I don't think they'll be able to make it that far. They may not even be able to make it past the Cavs, but I, I definitely like them against the Hornets. Yeah, I think the sixth best player in the NBA will lead them past the Charlotte Hornets. And so now, Jet, and everybody listening, what we're going to do is we're going to go game by game and basically take you through our playoff predictions and how we think this whole season is going to come to a culmination. Jet, are you ready for it? Let's do it. Okay. So we both agree Hawks and Pelicans beat the 10 seed, right? Yes. So we'll start with the East because we know – what that game is going to look like, and we don't know exactly what the West is going to look like. So in the East, Hawks, Cavaliers, who are you taking in this one? I'm taking the Cavaliers. Obviously, they've played extremely well all season. A lot of people didn't expect this from them, but 
I just feel like, obviously, with the hype they have and just with the Hawks' inconsistencies all throughout the year, I like the Cavs to uh, to take this play-in game and get into the playoffs. Yeah, I think – I mean, I think they should win this game. But no Jared Allen can be a big determinate, determinating factor. I think that we see the Hawks play the Miami Heat in round one. Okay. Uh, I don't – I'm basing that on nothing other than Jared Allen being out. And I think that the Hawks can and will win this game. Okay. Moving over to the West side, Timberwolves, Clippers. I think the Clippers are going to hold on. Do you, are you seeing a big change going on here? Who do you think is going to hold on? I didn't hear what you said. I think the Clippers are going to hold on. I, I actually... My initial prediction was the Timberwolves, so I'm just going to stick with that. Obviously, they, they are the better team, and I just think without Kawhi Leonard and the Clippers, obviously they have Paul George, but I think the Timberwolves make a comeback in this game. Even though It's a four-point lead for the Clippers right now. so Well, it's down to two now. It's too. down to two, um, but yeah, so give, give me the Timberwolves. Okay, I, I mean, both of these teams, I think, are honestly very good basketball teams. I think that the eight and nine seed in the West are – or seven and eight seed in the West can both make noise in the playoffs. But I, I have to take the Clippers here. And then I have the Timberwolves beating the Pelicans. So I have them both making the playoffs anyways. Same, um, same. Okay. So, I mean, barring a CJ McCollum absolute masterclass, I think it'd be tough for the Pelicans to make it. And I think it'd be really, really tough for the Spurs to make it. That's an against all odds type of thing. Okay, so we both have very similar pictures here. Um, so let's start with the one and eight seed. Let's go. Let's go. Let's start with the East. Yeah, let's do it. So we'll start top down. One plays eight. Yeah. For so, me. Yeah. Go okay. Ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. No, no. I obviously I have the Heat and the Cavs. Um, in this match we have the Heat and the Hawks. Um, I'm excited for uh, Miami Heat playoff basketball begin as the number one seed. It's going to be a fun time with these series uh, beginning. On Sunday, um, I do like the Heat to win their series, and I like them to win in five games. I just think with the Cavs' inexperience in these types of games, I think the Heat and their ability to be cohesive as a unit is going to take over, and they'll be able to win this series within five games. Okay. Yeah, not too big of a difference here for me either. I do have the Hawks making the making the playoffs instead of the Cavs, but I think easily going to win this. Um, but I don't, I don't see five games. I think playoff Trey Young is a very good basketball player, and I think he's going to make a case for being in my top six for best players in the NBA this season. And I'm excited to watch it, but I do have the Heat in six here. Moving okay. down, 7-2 seven, seven game. And this is already determined it's going to be Nets-Celtics. And the Celtics... Tried to win out and it didn't work out for them being the two seed. No, and yeah, this this is gonna be probably the most exciting first round matchup in in either conference, in my opinion. Just because, like we mentioned, the Nets are probably better than than a seven seed, but the Celtics have been one of the hottest teams down the stretch, and I don't think they're gonna take their foot off their gas. They've really found their groove defensively, offensively. Jason Tatum has been a true leader, along with Jalen Brown as well. Um, the Nets are going to do everything they can. I think this series gets to a six, um, a, a six game, but I think the Celtics win it in six. Really? Yes. 
Celtics winning in six. I have the Nets winning in seven. Okay. I think Robert Williams being out, that's their best defender. And we could see Ben Simmons being in, who would be their new best defender. Yes, he's a complete jerk off. But I heard I heard he feels like Michael Jordan right now. That's what I've heard. Really? Yeah. Uh, in what aspect, I'd like to know. I, uh, there was a report out there saying that uh, the, his teammates have been, you know, putting the pressure on him and, and trying to, you know, up his confidence and his confidence has been increased. And now he's walking around feeling like Michael Jordan. Really? Okay. Well, hopefully that shows in his Twitch streams. Hopefully he feels like Michael Jordan whenever he's streaming to his 12 viewers on Twitch. Not too sure he's up to right now. Maybe Valorant. Either way, I'm taking the Nets in seven. I hate Ben Simmons. The Celtics are a young team. This is going to be their first real look at playoffs as a team. And Jalen Brown. And don't forget, they were in they were in the Eastern Conference Finals. It, it was in the bubble, but they they were in they were they made it deep into the playoffs not too long ago. Well, you know, call me an asshole. Then the the Celt. I I forgot about this. I I think the Nets are better than the Celtics. Kevin Durant. I mean, he's a machine. Kevin Durant is a literal machine. Kyrie Irving is a literal machine. Ben Simmons. Hopefully, he doesn't pass up open looks this season for them. Um, I have the Nets in seven. Yeah, I get it. Going with the flashy pick, going with the trendy pick, what America wants, but I don't want what America wants. I want what I want. So I think Robert Williams being out is a bigger factor Un- than people think. Understandable, but the Celtics have been as hot as anyone, and I think they will be able to overcome the loss of him. I mean, they no, they're definitely – it's possible. That's why I have it going seven games. I think it goes seven games either way. Um. It's going to be a very fun series to watch. The three and six in the East is Bucks versus Bulls. I think it's very self-explanatory here. Um, playoff Chris Middleton. Brooke Lopez is back. Giannis is going to go nuclear. Uh, I have the Bucks in five here because the Bulls have seemingly fallen off. Yeah, Bulls have seemingly fallen off, and I don't think anyone predicted. Oh, wait, I did. I said they were going to fall. Um yeah, I have the Bucks in five. They obviously they're the defending champions, and you can argue they're the second best team in the in this conference. Obviously, they the third seed, and that that was definitely strategic. But I think they should have an easy with uh, this Bulls team. Okay, so how many games do you have it going? I've I have five games as well. Okay, and the four or five game, and I think that. Sixers Raptors is going to be a closer series than people think. Luckily, Sixers, the only unvaccinated player on that team is Matisse Thibel. Um, if word came out that Joel Embiid was unvaccinated, I think that, you know, Philly would probably burn to the ground. Um, I have the Sixers in six. I think that this team wins the first two games at home. I think we sneak one in Toronto. So I think that we go up 3-1. And then I think Toronto wins a game in Philly, and I think we win the the uh, sixth game of the series. Four yeah, to two. I have the 76ers winning the series in two. I think the, the Matisse Thibel situation, that's definitely going to hurt them while they are in Toronto. But um, the 76ers team is too good to be knocked out of the first round. The Raptors have had a great season considering the roster that they have, but I think the 76ers can, will take care of business, but it, it's going to be a fight for sure. It, yeah, it's going to be – I'm glad that we're a four seed. Um, 
I think the only better seed would be one or three. <clears throat> Excuse me. The Heat are going to have the easiest game, obviously. And I think the Bucks have a very easy series because the Bulls are just – they're terrible lately. Let's call it how it is. They haven't beaten good teams consistently all year. I think everyone got really horny for them, even though they weren't playing good teams in the beginning of the year either. And admittedly, I'm one of those people because I was on the I was on the hype train. Jet called it out. He was super self righteous in pointing that out a few minutes ago. Um, do you want to hop over to the west side now? Yeah, let's do it. West first round. So, remind me again. You 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 also had the Clippers. I have, the t- uh, I have the T-Wolves beating the Clippers now, so I have the T-Wolves and Grizzlies and then Suns and Clippers. Okay. Okay, I have I have Clippers, Grizzlies, Timberwolves, Suns. Um, so for all intents and purposes, I'm going to switch it up just to make it easier for everybody listening at home. So assuming that the Timberwolves win this game and the Clippers lose and make it out of the playing tournament, Jet and I both have the same eight in the playoffs just to make it easier. So... Start with the one and eight again. Who do you have coming out of that series? Yeah, I think the Suns should be able to take care of business. Um, if it's against the Clippers, I do like the Clippers to definitely give them a fight, especially if Kawhi Leonard returns. But I think they win it in six games. They're the best team in the NBA for a reason, and they should get they should get to the next round. Okay, how many games do you have the series going? I have it going six, just because the Clippers are are not going to be your typical number eight seed. If Kawhi returns, I think this could very easily be a seven-game seven, oh, yeah. seven game series. Definitely, definitely. And I personally have no idea where that where he's at as far as what stage he is of returning. Do you have any idea? Um, not off the top of my head. I know he's been um, trying to get to back to full health and practicing and seeing where his body's at, but I don't think there's any full determination on where, what his status will be. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and assume that Kawhi – is here and i still have the suns in seven so i think the suns win this game either way or win this series either way the team is just too good and i think if it was clippers grizzlies it could be a completely different story you know for the sake of what we're doing they're not going to be the seventh seed so some games for me moving on to the seven game grizzlies timberwolves i think this could be a very interesting series I, I think it could be interesting, but um, I know we talk about a lot with the Grizzlies being young and obviously inexperienced in the playoffs, but I think with the Timberwolves, they also have a lot of inexperience, and I, th- I expect John Morant to take over in this series, and I, I like the Grizzlies to actually win in five games. Five? Yeah, I mean, both young teams, um, and I've been on the Grizzlies bandwagon all year. You know that if you've been keeping along with us. I have the Grizzlies in six, though, just because, you know, the Timberwolves are not pushovers. So I think it – and I know I haven't picked a lot of uh, low-game series just because it's the playoffs and I don't want to. It's hard to do that anyways. So give me the Grizzlies here. Great team. Timberwolves are also a great team. And I think in the future we can see the Timberwolves being a higher seed in the playoffs, honestly. Definitely. Three and six. And I'm going to go ahead and say right now off the bat, this is my first upset alert. I do have the Denver Nuggets coming out of this game, and I have them doing it in five games. Wow. Yes. Nikola Jokic is fighting for an MVP. So I think whoever goes deeper in the playoffs, I think is going to determine a lot of who wins. 
Jokic or Embiid. And for some reason, Giannis is ahead of Embiid right now. I hate it. Um, but I, I just want Embiid to win one, man. But I'm taking the Nuggets in, in uh, what did I say, five? Yeah, you said five. I, I'm taking the Nuggets in five. I'm sticking to it. I think there's a really good team, and I think the Warriors are going to choke. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's going to be interesting to see whether Steph Curry plays and if he plays, if he's at full strength. Um, this this series is going to, going to go to seven games, in my opinion, but I do think the Warriors come out on top. Um, they are the number three seed all season long, and obviously it's been a, it's been a bumpy ride with some of the injuries to Draymond Green, Clay Thompson getting back to full strength, and now down the stretch, Steph Curry's injury. But the Nuggets have been dealing with their own assortment of injuries, and Nikola Jokic can only take them so far, hence why they are a six seed. I expect this to be the second most entertaining series of the first round, but the Warriors will win in seven games. I think maybe just a, a change of scenery is what I'm hoping for here. I don't know why. It's just a gut feeling for me. I think that the Nuggets are going to come out. Moving on to the four and five, Dallas versus Utah. And earlier on in the year, I had Utah being a, a three seed at worst. I can't believe how much they've, Fallen off, and it's not really a fall off, but you know they're not playing how they should be right now. And I think this is going to be this is my personal most interesting game of the first round. Okay, uh, series of the first round. I keep saying game. I think that both of these teams are very, very evenly matched. They play different games, but as far as I think skill set, they're very evenly matched. Uh, the Jazz are three point shooters. The Mavericks are also good at that game. But I think their game is just a little bit different in the sense of, you know, Luka Doncic loves to pass it anywhere where Rudy Gobert really doesn't get a lot of looks in the paint. Uh, I think the Jazz, I think Mike Conley and Donovan Mitchell want to run a two-man show over there for some reason. And that is why I'm taking the Mavericks to beat the Jazz here in this series, just because I think their game is a little bit one-dimensional. And I, I have the Mavericks winning this series in six. Yeah, just, but every game will be close. Yeah, That's why I, I think it's going to be very entertaining. I, I disagree. Um, the, the Jazz, you know, they're they're out for revenge after their early exit as the number one seed uh, a year ago in the playoffs, and they pretty much have the full team, their full team, except uh, Joe Ingles, who obviously went down to injury and then ended up getting traded. But yeah, Luka Doncic and this Mavs team, they're going to definitely put up a good fight against this Jazz team. But defensively, the Jazz are very good, and obviously they've maybe taken a few steps back. They were my uh, preseason pick to make it to the, the NBA Finals. Obviously, it's not looking great, but I do like them to get out of this this series in six games. Okay. You don't think that there's any cause for concern with their offense being very one-dimensional? It, don't get me wrong. It's, it's definitely a, a cause for concern, but when I'm when I'm talking about when we're talking about playoffs and who has more experience, that's that's the direction I tend to lean on. Uh, the Jazz have been in this, and they need to – they've been trying to get it done for, for so many years, and I think they're not going to get to the finals this year, but I think they'll definitely get out of the first round. Yeah, like I said, it's going to be a really entertaining series. I don't think that there is a better team in this matchup. I just think that the Mavericks match up better against the Jazz than vice versa. So, Jet, correct me if I'm wrong, but so now we have the, like, to advance into the second round, is it seeding again or is it a straight bracket? It's it's a straight bracket. Okay. Yeah. So, so then the Heat 
are the one seed, and they would then be playing who? The uh, the Seventy Sixers. Okay, so Heat Sixers. Um. Wow, I wasn't prepared to do this one this early. Heat Sixers. This is a. I mean, this is just the the series of this show. We've been talking about it ever since the show been, has been brought up. I like my 76ers. I think they match up well against the Heat. We don't play defense as well as we're supposed to, but I, I just keep referring back to that one game where we played a 2-3 on, on the Heat, and the Heat just literally figured out for the rest of the game. We brought it in in the third quarter. They, I mean, the Heat couldn't score. They just couldn't. It's going to be, I think it's going to be a very defense based matchup this series. Um, and I'm taking the Philadelphia 76ers in seven games. Yeah. Um, obviously, I would have loved to see this series potentially in the Eastern Conference Finals, but unfortunately, it's not going to be how things end up. Um, you talked about that 2 3 zone. The best thing that he'd do from game to game is make adjustments. And with them being one of those teams in the NBA that heavily relies on that 2 3 zone, on their own side of the ball in defense. Um, I, I expect them to learn from that, learn from that last game. Uh, they have the deepest team in the NBA, in my opinion, and compared to the 76ers, a much deeper bench. So that's going to be key in this one. Obviously, we don't have a you know a top 10 player, but that's okay. We have a a cohesive group of guys that are able to facilitate the ball around the court and get the job done. So I'm taking my Miami Heat in seven games. Yeah, it's going to be a great series to watch. And I think that – I think the first game – I think the Heat win the first game in Miami. And I'll tell you that because they, the Heat have not seen Embiid and Harden on the same court yet. They just haven't had to deal with that two-headed monster. And I'm really hoping that Harden is out for revenge in the playoffs because there's such a bad narrative around his head in the playoffs. I'm just hoping we see something different from Harden in the playoffs. And if we do – I think that this is the Sixers series to lose if everybody plays how they're supposed to. Can you, can you potentially see something like that? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I'm looking for – I'm hoping this series happens. Obviously, we both expected will, but um, it's it's definitely going to be a lot of interesting storylines heading into it. Yeah, it's going to be a very, very fun series to watch. And, of course, this is just speculation because we don't know who's going to make it for sure, but – I think the Heat will be fine. Hopefully the Sixers can overcome Matisse Thibel not playing in games three and four. Moving right along now, we would have the Milwaukee Bucks and for me, the Brooklyn Nets. And I think this is where the Nets reach their ceiling. I think Brooklyn just doesn't match up well against this team. Giannis is going to play great defense. And I think that Giannis is not going to light up the scoreboard as far as scoring numbers in this series. I think he is going to grab boards and play incredible defense and let Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton take care of the scoring. I think a Giannis and Brooke Lopez defense is a tough score on as is. And this Nets team just doesn't match up very well to it, in my opinion. So I'm taking the Milwaukee Bucks easily here in five games. Yeah, keep in mind the Bucs have had the Nets number in the playoffs. They they beat them in a series last year. So um obviously I don't have the Nets in the series. I have the Celtics and Bucks. And I think this is going to be another entertaining uh matchup. Obviously, the Celtics being one of those hot teams down the stretch, and the Bucs, the defending champions. 
Um, it's going to be a really exciting series, but I actually have the Celtics winning this series in six games. Um, the defending champs are um, exited from the playoffs, and it's it's going to be tough. Don't get me wrong. I mean, Giannis and that whole team, they were just here a year ago, but I think their magic is going to run out this year, and the Celtics are going to continue this hot streak, and I just don't think anyone's going to be able to stop them. Jet, correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like you're just trying to make up a path of least resistance for your Miami Heat right now. No. It's, that's what no. it sounds like. I, it I sounds truly, like that. I truly believe that the Celtics will get to the Eastern Conference Finals. I do. Okay. I, I think that I think that the Celtics match up better against the Bucks than the Nets do, but I think the Nets match up well against the Celtics is the thing. I think the Nets beat the Celtics, but if the Celtics were to beat the Nets, then this would be a, a closer series than five games, in my opinion. It's just one of those weird things where maybe the best loses because of a, a bad matchup. So moving on, let's just do the let's go all the way through the East. For me, I have the Sixers and Bucks, and you have a completely opposite matchup. Yes, Heat Celtics. Sixers and Bucks. And let me open this up. There's no bias here, ladies and gentlemen. None. This is not a bias take at all. And that is because I have the Sixers losing. And I know Jet was just thinking, oh, this guy's got the Sixers going all the way. They suck. No, Jet, I don't. I think the Milwaukee Bucks are too good of a team. And I think this Bucks team is going to be relevant for a long, long time. And I'm taking the Bucks over the Sixers in just six games, Jet. Yeah, here's the thing. So Tom is taking the less controversial route here. I know who he really wants to be picking to win that series. And I'm going to go with who I really think and who I want to win this series, and that is the Miami Heat going to defeat the Boston Celtics in six games. Forget the fact that I am a Heat fan, and it may sound a little biased, but the Heat have been the number one seed in this Eastern Conference all year. Yeah, we had a few scuffles, a few punches almost thrown, a few guys um, (laughs) backs blown out by opposing players. Wow, wait a minute. What did I just hear you say? A few backs blown out, Jet. And you're picking this team. Wow. Rough listen, take listen, there. Listen, listen, Tommy. The Heat have everything that you need to win a championship. They have Max the defense. They have the offensive. They have the offensive firepower. They're going to have the sixth man of the year, Tyler here, coming off the bench. Oh, who who averages more minutes than any starter on your entire fine, team? Which is fine. He's not a sixth man. He is. He is. It's just a stupid way to play with him. He is. Just let um, him start. Doesn't matter. A a top coach of all time in Eric Spolstra and just a deep, deep team where you have Victor Oladipo, who's now who's averaging 30 points the last couple of games. He's going to be coming off the bench and be a big part of this playoff run. Um, I think that he'd cool down the Celtics and get back to the finals for the first time since 2020. I'm at a loss for words, Jet. I am at a loss for words. You go from backs being blown out to heat cooling down the Celtics. Unbelievable. I, I don't I can't say much about it. Let's just move on to the West because we'll be here for hours if I tell you. And you know, hopefully you'll realize soon that the Heat are mid. And it's unfortunate that you're gonna have to learn in some way. Um Go Marlins can't even beat any team. On to the West. The for me, I have the Suns playing the Mavericks. And this is where the Mavericks Lose it, the Suns, in four games. 
Wow. I have the Suns sweeping the first wow. sweep, the first sweep of the playoffs for me, and I think the Suns are just—they're too good. They are way too good. So, Suns in four. Yeah, I have obviously the Suns and Jazz in this matchup, and I have the Suns winning in six games. Um, just like Tommy said, they're too good. I don't really see anybody in this Western Conference being able to defeat them. Um, obviously, they came up just short of the, winning the finals last year, but little sneak peek. I don't. I don't think this is where the the Suns ride ends. Okay. So, moving on now. For me, I do have the Grizzlies facing the Nuggets. This is going to be an incredible series if this were to come down to it. The Grizzlies are a young team, and that's where I think the Mavericks sneak in and have a chance in this one. And nonetheless, I do think the Grizzlies come out on top. And I think this will be my favorite series to watch uh, besides if we do see Sixers heat um, throughout the whole entire playoffs because I, I just I love a lot of the players on both of these teams. And I really want to see what John Morant's made of. And for me, I don't think that the Grizzlies can win this series, honestly. I think that the Denver, uh, excuse me, yeah, the Denver Nuggets come out on top of these Grizzlies. Wow. Okay. So I have them being the two and the three seed so far. Interesting. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm feeling the same way about the Grizzlies as well. Obviously, I have the Warriors in this match. And by this point, I expect Steph Curry to be active and fully playing. Um, with that being said, inexperience is what it's going to come down to. Obviously, Curry, Green, Clay Thompson, they've been here, done that. I think this series is a very entertaining one, and I think John Morant has an outstanding series that he's able to take this Grizzlies team of seven games, but they come up just short to the Warriors. Is Draymond playing yet? I believe so. Okay. Yeah, it's... I just think the Warriors are outmatched, and I don't even have them making it that far. I forgot to say how many games I have this going. I do have the Nuggets beating the Grizzlies in seven. How many do you have the Warriors beating the Grizzlies in? Seven as well. I love this Grizzlies team, and I think that their time is coming. It's just not this year. I agree. Western Conference Finals. For me, it's the Phoenix Suns against the Denver Nuggets. Uh, One second, excuse me. Sorry, I had to cough there, ladies and nah, gents. I, I apologize. I just lost your train of thought. I think you don't you forgot where you are right now. Yeah, well, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, go ahead and skip to whatever moment this is. Jed will have the timestamp below. Don't forget it. Uh, I definitely did mute and just hacked up. Suns Nuggets. Suns in six. There's not much to say. The Suns are making the finals. And contrary to popular belief, but popular belief, for some reason, on this show, uh, the Suns will not be taking on the Heat in the finals. The Suns will definitely be in the finals. I think they win in six games. Um, we've talked about them already. They are, they are the best team in the NBA, and they're going to continue to prove that as they get into the finals. Suns, Bucks. Suns, Heat. Impossible pre- to predict this game, honestly. I think if it was Suns, Heat, it would be very easy to predict. Suns Bucks is it's it's very tough to predict for me. Um, two incredible teams. Interesting. You have so you have a finals rematch. I, I, I do, and I think the Bucks are going to repeat. Wow. 
and I, I can't believe I'm saying this because the Bucks looked so average for a good portion of this year. And it could be one of those cases like we saw the Atlanta Braves last season just getting hot at the right time. And I think they ride this heat all the way through the finals. What do you is think? This, is, do you think this is the next uh, Cavs? Yes, that Warriors? was a play on words. Thank you for noticing. Do you think this is the next Cavs Warriors, um, you know, series of um, championship matches every year? No, because I think a lot of good teams are on the upcoming. I think that, you know, a few good key offseason moves are honestly any one of these teams that are making the playoffs besides maybe like I don't think the Clippers have much of a chance in the West just because of how stacked it is. Um, but a lot of like almost every team that we've talked about has a chance to make a finals in any given year, I think, coming up. Uh it just depends on who has the best odds, honestly. Bucks run is coming to an end. I just don't know how soon. And I don't think this is gonna be Warriors, Cavs, like you mentioned. Um, I just don't. And I do have a rematch, and I do have the same outcome. Interesting, interesting. I'm uh, taking the Bucks in seven. Interesting, very boring finals pick. Obviously, we saw that a year ago. It's boring. Under. It's boring, but it, it's very feasible. Understandable. Um, I spice things up a little bit, add a little flame to my um, my add a little heat to it. Add a little heat. Um, sounds like that's all you do. I've, I've the sun's in the heat in this one. And I as, as much as I would love to have the heat win in the finals, I think they're going to come up just short. Once again, I do like the suns to win in six, get their revenge on losing in the finals last year. MVP would be going to Devin Booker. Okay. For me, MVP is going to, um, Jimmy Butler for just really stinking it up in the Eastern conference finals and letting the bucks get that far. Okay. What do you think? Yeah. Um, and that's in your scenario, because obviously the Heat aren't making it that far in line. Right, right, right. Jimmy Butler for finals MVP, just not for his team. Very feasible for me. Jet, what do you think? Yeah, I don't know what you're saying half the time, but um, <laughs> maybe you should start going on mute more often. So, Going what? Go on mute more often. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, Jet and I now want to highlight five players – who we think are going to be very, 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 very important players in the upcoming playoffs. Jet, why don't you get us started with your list? We'll go bang for bang. Yeah, I'll start off with number five. Um, a, a big part of this Dallas Mavericks team is going to be Luka Doncic. Doncic and this team um, moves how he, ta- he will go, however far they take them. Obviously, one of the best players in the NBA. And if the, the Mavericks want to make a sneaky run to potentially a finals appearance for the first time since, I believe, 2011, then they're going to need Luka Doncic to be that, that MVP caliber player. For me, my number five pick is none other than James Harden. James Harden is a uh, Hall of Fame player amidst a Hall of Fame career, and he wants to get rid of all the noise. He doesn't want to be known as the playoff choke artist and who does um, besides maybe, you know, someone like uh, Sam Bradford, maybe he choked a few. Blake Bortles choked one. Uh, you don't want to be a playoff choke artist. And, and James Harden doesn't want to be that, obviously, either. And I think that James Harden is going to be very important in this, year, in this playoffs because I think that the Sixers get as far as he allows them to get. 
James Harden has been on both sides of the spectrum after being on this team for maybe 40 games. And the, the sides of the spectrum are shooting nine of nine from the three and shooting one of 15 from the field in general. Obviously, he's going to get his free throws, but it just depends how hard he wants to work. I think when James, Hard- James Harden wants to play, then he plays. And when James Harden, you know, is thinking about the club after the game, then he's very average. So that's why I have him in the top five, not because he's going to be the best, but because he's going to matter the most. Yeah, so number four for me, um, I'll get right into it. John Moran of the Memphis Grizzlies. Obviously, another guy that is the sole, um, you know, guy on this team, the go-to guy, the guy that however does is going to ensure how this team um, succeeds or fails in the playoffs. And John Morant, if he wants to prove everyone wrong, prove all the doubters wrong about inexperience and potentially get to the finals, I mean, they are the two seed after a remarkable regular season, so why not then? Uh, John Morant will be the big reason. If they get there, he's going to be the reason why. For me at number four, I have Pascal Siakam. Wow, okay. Pascal Siakam has the chance to make or break my Philadelphia 76ers, and hopefully it's make. But I think that Siakam is a great player, and I think he's going to continue to get better as his career moves forward. Um, A lot of us, you know, you think of, at least for me, I think of Siakam, I just think of that Raptors uh, finals run. Where Siakam was obviously a great player, but he's nowhere near where he is right now. And I think that Siakam has the chance to potentially be a like a 30-10-10 player uh, towards his prime of his career. And I think that Siakam is going to come up large here in this Sixers series. And I think he is the only possible outcome where the Philadelphia 76ers lose. Okay. I like it. I like it. Uh, number three for me is going to be Kevin Durant. And there's, there's a lot on, on the line for him and obviously is a big part of this Nets team. But he has a lot to prove as well just because obviously coming off of those injuries trying to get back to the finals obviously trying to the experiment with James Harden didn't work so now he's trying to figure out if he can get it done with Kyrie Irving and still I mean we talked about this on the last episode in my opinion still a top two player in the NBA and I think if he's able to show that and show off his his importance to this Brooklyn Nets team um, Tommy has them going you know farther than I do but He's going to be really important if the, the Nets want to make a big run. Yeah, and that, that brings me right to my number three as well. I have the Nets making a, a run larger than years, and that's why I have him so high in mind. Um, just because of what he has to do in order to be able to do this. The Celtics team is very good. Not a, or They're much better than we expected in the beginning of the season. And I think I speak for almost everybody besides people that live in Boston when I say that. Um, I think Kevin Durant has to, I think he has to drop 35 a game for this Brooklyn Nets team to beat the Celtics. And because I have this Brooklyn Nets team beating the Celtics, I think that that's why Kevin Durant is a very prime X factor in this series and just throughout the playoffs in general. All right. So coming in at number two for me is going to be Steph Curry of the Golden State Warriors. Obviously still coming off that injury it remains to be seen how he'll be looking uh, when the playoffs do come around, if, even if, if if he will be playing. But um, if, if Steph Curry is not a full strength, this Warriors team is going to go down right with him. Um, he needs, he's the main reason why why this Warriors team has 
the rings they do is one of those main reasons. And he was able to get them into the playing game last year on the, the sole premise of him performing well. And if he performs well, if he's active in the playoffs, um, he's going to be able to do great things with this team once again. For me at number two, I have a fan favorite, Tyler Hero. And I think the Tyler Hero, and I, it seems to me like Jet and I kind of have had different ideas of what we were picking here. Uh, I, when I made my picks, I was picking like guys that I think can make or break the series. Um, so I picked Tyler Hero here, not because he's the best player on the Heat, obviously, but because he is someone who can change a whole outcome of this team's season if he gets hot at the right time. And I think if Tyler Hero, you know, comes out of the gate firing. Obviously, he's going to come into the game, you know, with 10 minutes left in the first uh, quarter just because, you know, they want to call him a sixth man just so they can, you know, line his trophy shelf for whatever reason. But if Tyler Hero does come in with 10 minutes left in the first and he goes absolutely nuclear like I expect him to, then this Heat team can very easily make it to the Eastern Conference Finals like Jed has them doing. But I think that they're going to do it only if he succeeds to the potential that he can. Okay, I like it. I like you giving some love to to my sixth man of the year. Um, hey, he's in, a starter. Coming in at number one for me is Tommy's own Joel Embiid. Um, year after year, crying meme after crying meme. We see Joel Embiid's playoff run uh, wait, wait, end way too soon. And there's a lot on the line for not only Joel Embiid, but obviously James Harden and the rest of the 76ers team to finally get the job done and even get to an NBA Finals, which they have struggled to do for quite some time. And obviously with the season Joel Embiid has been playing, having, um, he could potentially win that MVP this year. Obviously, we'll see where the cards fall, but he is the most important player, not only in the playoffs, not only in the 76ers team, but if the 76ers want to get the job done, He's going to have to show up, and if he doesn't, more crying memes await us. Yeah, well, unfortunately, they don't await us, but at my number one slot, you know, I have the Nuggets going on this crazy run where they beat the three and the two seed. I have Nikola Jokic at number one, and I think he is, I mean, he has a case for best player in basketball. I don't think he is yet, but I think he can be very soon. Um, obviously Giannis isn't going anywhere anytime soon. So I guess number two, maybe, but I think Nikola Jokic is going to be a very large reason why I think they're going on this run, obviously the largest reason why. And that's why I have Nikola Jokic as the number one highlighted player, uh, of the, of the whole entire playoffs. And I think whatever he does, I mean, real realistically, if he plays unbelievable, they're not going to lose. If he can get other guys scoring, they're not going to lose. If he can create shots, they're not going to lose. If he can score, they're not going to lose. But, I think but they will lose, though. So, But not if he plays how he can, Jet. Not if he plays how he can. He can We've only, seen guys he can only carry teams. So much. He can only do so much by himself. We've seen plenty of guys carry teams. Of course. Of course. And I think he has the skill set to do so. I think Comrade will come back to get him though with the whole Marquise Morris situation. So really, really. Well, unfortunately, if there is karma coming back to that situation, it's going to be on Marquise Morris because he was absolutely in the wrong. <laughs> Despicable what he did on national television. I I, I just it wasn't can't on. It. it wasn't on national television. But, Despicable yeah. what he did uh, on a national stage. I mean, I'm pretty sure that game was 
broadcast and it had 94 million viewers. So, uh, Markeith Morris for jail. Uh, so hopefully sometime soon. Chet, anything else you'd like to talk NBA? I, I've gotten my spiel, so I think I'm good to go. You've gotten your spiel? So I guess that's it for the episode, right? I think so. Yeah. Oh, dang it. You know what I forgot? Merriam-Webster, word of the day. And I literally have no idea how to pronounce this, so I'm going to hear it the first time as you guys do. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a chance before we hear uh, Mr. Siri say it. Fee, funambulism. Funambulism. That's how I'm going to guess it. Uh, here's how it's really pronounced. Funambulism. Funambulism. Unbelievable word there. F-U-N-A-M-B-U-L-I-S-M. Funambulism. Uh, this means... Well, this is going to... I have my work cut out for me here to relate this back to why Jimmy Butler sucks, but I'm going to do my best. Funambulism means tire of walking. That sense led to people applying the word for a show of mental agility. Um, <laughs> this is tough. This is tough, but I will say this. A lot of funambulism for Jimmy Butler as he tightrope walks through this Eastern Conference. Um, I think that's the only chance they even have of, you know, making it anywhere. He is really tightrope walking. A lot of funambulism showing here. This is really, really tough, guys. Um, hopefully I'll get a better word of the day from Marion Webster. They're not clutching up. This is the first time. Uh, and just for that, we're I, I'm, t- I'm cutting off the sponsorship. We may see a, a new dictionary come, come into play here because Merriam-Webster, since 1828, is not cutting it right now. But yeah, funambulism, try to use it in a sentence. Uh, Jed, is it too early for our fifth part of the sandwich? It is too early. Yeah, we're still yeah. we're still um still rocking in all the the last uh, messages with the rest of the sandwich. So, mm. yeah, we're at uh, 143 responses no, no, on our last one. 147 now. I forgot to tell you. Okay, yeah, 147 one. bottom buns. Yeah. And shout out to Big Sexy, Lucky Number 17. He got a new car. Um, unfortunately, we forgot to mention on the broadcast it's a Matchbox car. But uh, you know, good for you, Big Sexy. Yeah. Great show, Jet. Really sure. glad. Thank you for Fo Show. Fo damn show. <laughs> Fo damn show. Thank you, everybody, so much for making it this far in the episode. Uh, we really hope you enjoyed it, and we hope to see you back in episode number 19. I'm Tommy. This is Jet, and that was the 258 Sportscast. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>